Phoenix West, the Twilight Zone episode review show. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LIW, the Twilight Zone review. Today's episode is the Purple Testament. Whatever that means. It aired February 12th, 1960. And by the way, I'm Phoenix West. Welcome to the show. So this is probably going to be the shortest episode because this this episode of Twilight Zone, not a lot going on. Not a lot happening, really. It's just, it's a simple story. It's not it's good. I like it. It's just kind of not a, there's not much to it. <laughs> they didn't really pad it. But there's <laughs> it's really hard to explain. I'll just get into it. The opening Oh, the opening. That goddamn opening. It felt more like an A-team intro, where it was like, just, he's just saying things about the army, and they're moving around, and then he's just talking about colors, and like, you paint these soldiers, and they're yellow, and they're red, and you paint them black and blue, blah, 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 and fear, and the fear in their eyes, and, and then it freeze frames on an actor, and I'm like, well, is this a fucking A-team? What's going on? I couldn't figure out what was happening. This is a strange intro. Um, so... I don't know when I, in this episode I want to get into Dick York, but he plays Phil Riker in this episode. And then I, it caused me to do some research on Dick York because I was curious why he stopped being in uh, Bewitched. And I'm going to get into it later on. I have a secondary note that I will, I will get into this little fucking can of worms, this can of sad worms. So, uh, you know, put a pin in that. We'll get to it. The... Dick York is Phil Riker, like I said. There's, he's in charge of this guy named Fitz. Fitz is the main character in the episode. Uh, Fitz is really upset that all these guys died, and he's like, "What's?" And Dick York's character, Phil, goes, "You know what's what's wrong? We lose men all the time. Why is this suddenly like so insanely sad for you this time?" And Fitz kind of goes, "It's weird this time because I saw these are the names I wrote down before we left, and all these guys died, and only these guys died." He's like, you know, I looked at these four men, and I just saw that they were going to die. I just knew they would die. I could just see it in their eyes. And I was like, all right, well, we'll see how this goes. And he's like, yeah, that's great. That's What are the odds? <laughs> and they kind of play it off like, yeah, 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 that's great. Keeping up with the timeless Twilight Zone tradition of someone witnessing or experiencing something supernatural and another character just going, uh-huh fucking lunatic that's great that's not real though you know that right you're a goddamn insane person and then someone jumps out a window that's how most twilight zones go um fitz visits this guy that survived it survived this war this little amber whatever the mission they went on and he sees him in the hospital bed and he's all like in good mood he's like yeah i'm gonna survive this is gonna be great <laughs> young guy and then fitz sees his face and it starts to glow and you realize that's what how they're going to show us what he sees is his face glows Fitz passes out and then later on uh, like Smitty dies and then it cuts to the scene where when they reveal Smitty dies that it's all these Twilight Zone actors because Dick York is in a couple episodes and then it also has Barney Phillips who's in the uh, uh, it's the, the Martian ones with the real Martian please stand up He's in that one. He's in. He's in a, bu- a few episodes, I believe. Anyway, he. They're all sitting there arguing over like. <laughs> it's weird. They're arguing over it being a fact, or if it's him being crazy, or if it's a coincidence. And I'm like, it seems to me my first thought would be, hey, you wrote these guys down. You wrote their names down, and then you went out with them, and they goddamn died. 
and then you saw this guy, and nobody else was around, and then he goddamn died. You're a murderer. You're probably just killing these people and saying it's... You know what I mean? That would be my first thought. Not supernatural, like, holy shit, what's going on? No, you're crazy. You're crazy. But yes, he's crazy, and he's killing them because he's crazy. You should fix that problem first. Get this guy the fuck out of there. So, um, Riker starts going over this battle plan with all his men, and Fitz is one of his men, so he's sitting there, and then he... They all leave, and then he asks Fitz if he's up for it, and he's like, you should go. I, personally, I'd rather you go there, but we'll, we'll do this. I'd rather you leave for a little bit until we figure this out. But this mission's really quick, so we'll just get out of the way. And Fitz sees that Riker's face is glowing. He starts freaking out. He's like, you're not going to come back. <laughs> he's telling you if you leave, you're not going to come back. <laughs> you know, that's why it's not acting. And then uh, the harmonica starts playing, and that harmonica... This little harmonica song is played in so many Twilight Zone episodes. If watch the episode and listen to this harmonica, you'll hear that in like a, I don't want to say a dozen episodes, just a bunch. The one I don't remember the episode's called, but with the, with the old man is walking with his dog, and his dog won't go into the, the gates, and it turns out that was hell. But he, and he, the dog leads, leads him to heaven. That that harmonica is played the whole time. Uh, there's another episode with a witch, the witching pool, something like that. I don't remember. There's there's a bunch of episodes of that fucking harmonica solo. It's very strange that they just keep playing that. I think they just they recorded some guy playing harmonica, and they're like, you know, what? let's just use that a bunch. Fuck it. I don't feel like going out and getting new music. That's fine. Um, Riker actually believes him, even though he doesn't value his life that means but he takes all stuff out of his pockets put all these photos on the ground on the table and puts his wedding ring on top and you see that he's a baby he's a bare ass baby which is frankly a little raunchy i'm offended by that bare ass baby i'll handle baby penis and that came out wrong i will tolerate baby penis on the nirvana album cover okay the Nevermind album cover that's fine I, d- I want to take back what I said about handling baby penis. That didn't come out right. I just just what's this? What's this? Scratch that. Let's just forget that. Oh man, that came out way wrong. No, but seriously, he, he he sits on all these photos and he's just like puts his ring on top. And I'm like, all right, well he knows he's gonna die, so why go? I guess that's part of being a soldier and I'm being in command. He's kind of like you know one foot in believing him. Uh, so where am I? This is two episodes in a row about being at war. By the way, the <laughs> where am I? My notes are all over the place. Um, the men, before they leave on this mission, all the men are all, all you know, are all saying they're waiting to be deployed, and they're like, "Tell us who lives, who dies. Tell us who lives. You owe us that." And in that moment, where people are freaking out when they experience a supernatural being, this is basically what it is if you believe in him. So they're like, "Tell us who lives, who dies." And then I went in this. I had to pause it. Because I, I go in these weird little things in my head where I picture this thing where he tells them who dies. And, then, and they go, okay, these men can't go. They're going to die. And then they're, when the, once they're out of the equation, the people who are fine and we're going to live before, they start to glow a little bit. You know, maybe, maybe let's say there's six initially. Now they're down to four men who are going to die. He's like, oh, now we got to shuffle these guys around, get those four out of there, and then two glow, and they get those two out of there, but six more glow now, and he's like, oh, God. So it's just, I picture him like standing there for like two days, like doing this perfect, trying to find a perfect scenario of like this perfect grouping of men who won't die. 
and but it keeps changing with time because the longer he stands there, that affects the cha- you know the enemy that affects them, that affects the weather conditions, that affects this and that and that and that. So it's just like this impossible scenario. But I, I just went in this like trying to find a perfect combination of men that will live in a hurry, and I, I kind of want to watch that. Just like, okay, you, and it's like this weird playground, picking a person for your basketball team type thing where you're like, okay, I'll take him, and you get you get him. The death team gets him. And you stay. The death team stays behind, obviously. So you get him, and then I'm going to take this guy. No, no, oh, shit, that made him glow. So let's get him out of here. Oh, no, that made three other guys glow. Let's keep him and take out this piece, see if that makes that original guy not glow. Oh, we're good. Okay, he goes to the death team, and no, he's not going to die. But I need him on that team, the death team, because he makes other people die. Whatever he does in this you know, imaginary scenario with these men here, he gets them killed. You you can almost pick out who's the shittiest soldier and who shouldn't be, who should stay behind and like clean the latrines or something, dig some ditches or bury some people. You can almost figure out who's the most useless soldier based on who, who's with them that kills the most people, whose faces glow the most with that person in the lineup, you know? I just pictured this going on for days and days and days. Um, it just entertained me. I don't know where I was going with that. I don't fucking care. Okay. So, Dick York doesn't make it back because his face was glowing. We knew that. Um, Fitz goes in and sees the picture, starts looking at his naked baby, and a little too closely for my for my tastes. Uh, not that I taste ba- naked baby. Oh God. Okay, so let's we'll get past that by going into a really sad tale. I was looking into it and I was like, "What happened?" Because I know the Dick York, Dick York, Dick Sergeant thing with Bewitched. I watched Bewitched growing up. Because I did grow up in 60s TV and like the Twilight Zone. So, Dick York did a movie in like 59, uh, just before this episode, and he didn't tell anybody in Bewitched that he fucked up his back. So, he got Bewitched the next, I don't remember when Bewitched premiered, just after that. And then he didn't tell anybody his back, and he was taking pain pills like crazy to deal with the pain. And then it just kept getting worse and worse, kept taking more and more pills, and then. They, they had, the writers had to keep coming up with reasons for him to be laying down. So if you watch Early Bewitched with Dick York, you'll see that. And then people loved him, though. And he was supposed to be all quirky and zany. And, like, he couldn't just couldn't do it, though. And he kept just getting fucked up. And, like, he just wouldn't, couldn't remember lines because he had to take so many pain pills to just be able to stand there. Um, passed out. Had to go to the hospital. They asked him, and like, do you want off the show? Because you are not well. And he goes, yeah, I, I want to leave the show. He leaves the show. They replace him with Dick Sargent. Um, another Daryl. Darren, excuse me. Another Darren. And it's just like they tried to just pass it off as nothing happened. People were outraged. They didn't really give a shit. They were outraged. They just didn't give a shit about this new Darren. They stopped watching. The show got canceled for a couple of, se- couple of seasons with uh, the Dick Sargent. And then you look into after this, all this happened, and Dick York never really got it going again. His life was just terrible. He had to sell off everything. He was just in debt, bad investments and shit. And then he just was a severe drug addict, him and his wife, and just couldn't handle anything, couldn't do much. And then he got in really bad health, and he kind of came back a little bit in like 82, so about 10 years after, 10, 12 years after he left Bewitch. I think he left in like 59 or 69. This is 82. He started getting a couple gigs. Couldn't hold it together. Couldn't really get it back to what it was and died in 92. So he got 10 years there of like kind of working, kind of. So when his pictures are in this episode and the baby pictures and stuff, and I'm like, his character's death is actually less sad in this episode than in real life. 
You know what I mean? His real life is like fucking tragic. Cause I like Dick York. He's a fun. He's a fun guy. He's like I lo- he's interesting to watch. I like I liked him in Bewitch a lot. I like him in this. In the, I think he's in two thousand episodes. He's fun in those. He's he does a good job. He's interesting to look at. And they tried to replace him with a guy who looks too much like him. I think that's where they went wrong. They should have went okay. They should have came out with something and went. This is why we're replacing him. I'm sorry, but it's for the actor's best interest that we don't continue with him. Here we go with Dick Sargent. The problem is they kept the same name, Daryl. Or Darren, excuse me. And then they... I keep thinking of the other brother, Daryl, from... Uh, um, wow, can't think of the name of the show. Anyway, uh, f- moving on. They, but the problem is they also replaced him with a guy with the same first name in real life. So what the... F- uh, this is a mess. I don't, I don't know. Newhart, by the way, was the name I was trying to think of. The other brother, Daryl thing. Anyway... The okay, so I was like, "Oh, this is less sad than his real life." That's depressing as fuck. So Fitz is like outside and he's shaving and he looks in the mirror and his own face glows. He sees it and he's like, "And I was writing my notes." All right, this is just a little insider shit. I kept writing my notes and you have to write the I have to write the word face a lot because it's about this episode's about faces glowing. And this is the fifteenth time I wrote face and I cannot write face. I was like flotchy F L A C E and I wasn't struggling how to spell it, but when I typed it I would write it wrong every single time. And I was like, Am I trying to write flaccid? Is something on my mind? What the fuck is happening? I just couldn't fucking do it and it was driving me nuts. Little sub note, don't really matter. It doesn't really matter. Um, just something that was going on in my life. That's those are the struggles I have. Um, yeah, that's my life. It's it's not as depressing as Dick York, but it's pretty bad. The uh, he drops the knife and he you know throws a mirror, and they show him getting in a a jeep with the driver, and uh, they they keep doing the. Uh, it's very obvious what's going to happen because the guy's like, "You going to go that way?" Because that bridge is out. He's like, "No, I can't. I have to go this way." He's like, "Careful, there's a lot of mines. Stay on the shoulder." <laughs> I'm a, don't worry. I'm a good jeep driver. I'm the best in the business. Don't, if I could carry this jeep on my back over there, I would. <laughs> Tiptoe over the enemy lines. Blah blah blah. <laughs> and you're like, "Yeah, I get it. They're going to blow up in the jeep." You kept it going for like four minutes, and the uh, the g- driver gets in the jeep and he goes, "We got a four hour ride ahead of us." So I guess let's go. And Fitz goes, four hours? I don't think so. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. Depressing as fuck, Fitz. I think, because I was like, why does it, Why would he get in the Jeep if he knows he's going to die? But then I was like, oh, he just wants to die because he doesn't want to have this fucking curse. And his curse would be fine if he weren't in a war. So he's always surrounded by people who are going to die because he's in a major goddamn war. So... If he went back to like Manhattan or something, he'd be like, he could run a, he could make a lot of money just, you know, charging people like, oh, your face isn't glowing, you're fine. He could just be like a fucking messiah figure in the, in the psychic community, just predicting deaths left and right. And then it gets into this weird thing where if he says you're going to die and you don't do, because he doesn't know how you're going to die. So what if you just don't leave the house? You keep very secure. Don't over, don't panic too much, you know? Can you change it? Or you just die the next day? Or do you die eventually? I don't, do you just push it off, like final destination? Or is this like a fix-all? Can you just keep, like... I want to know how how omnipotent his power really is. <sighs> it just doesn't go into it, you know? That's, that's what I'm saying. There's not much to it. The uh, Anyway, the Jeep driver's face closed, and you know he's going to blow up. And then they show the one guy. I don't know his name. I don't care. He's just walking around. He was a guy that was like, oh, that's a shame that Dick York died. That, that sucks. He walks around and he sees this guy playing a harmonica. And I'm like, oh, there's the harmonica player. There he is. 
And he's like, oh, I play pretty good for one hand. And then uh, they hear an explosion in the distance. And he's like, is that thunder? He goes, I think it sounded like an explosion. And he realized the Jeep blew up, and which means Fitz just let this driver die. And he's fine with that. I guess that's, I guess that's cool. This poor, poor Jeep driver. All confident in his, in his abilities to drive around bombs and mines and shit. And dead is fucking dead. Just goddamn dead. He's a dead person. Oh, what a shame. And he's like, oh, maybe I guess it was thunder. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, that's the end of the episode. There's not much to it, like I said. So I guess that means I'm leaving. Guys, go to youtube.com slash loitering in wonderland. Check out Americant. Shitty movie showdown. Nick Cage cast. This show is also on there. I put it on there because people like it on there. I really, This is the only show I got. I have where people were like, I, I want this on YouTube. And they just said that. I took off all the other shows. I took uh, Walking Dead review. I took American Horse review off YouTube. It's just on iTunes and Stitcher now. Those those shows, and nobody really said anything. So I guess I guess that's that means they're fine with that. It just got too much on there. My YouTube page is all bogged down with shit. So I leave this up there, and then I got LAW movie review on there. Those are the only two podcasts I put up there still. Anyway, check out those shows. Go subscribe to that fucking page because it's really important to me. It's really starting to take off. It's been a lot of fun. American 6 just came out. It's customer service. It's a lot of fun. Shitty Movie Showdown. We watched two shitty movies and compare which one was worse. It's really fun. Getting really good reviews. Everything's on IMDb too. So if you want to check out my IMDb page. IMDb. Good Christ. Internet Movie Database. Database if you're into that. Do you say data or data? Data. I hate that shit. If, let me know what you let me know how you say it, and send that to loadingwonderland at gmail.com. I want to know. I'm curious. I like getting emails from you guys. <sighs> anyway, guys, I'm gonna head out. Until next time, and in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens.